Good morning. Welcome to this assembly where our faith in Christ finds expression by listening to His Word. Can you open the New Testament that you have to the Gospel according to Mark, the second book in the New Testament, chapter 8, verse 34. Mark, chapter 8, and verse 34. Thank you for being with us today. We're always pleased to welcome visitors, and about this time of year... We usually welcome several from the colder north part of the country. We hope you find warmth here, not only in the weather, but in your presence with us to worship God. Jesus said in Mark 8:34, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me." This is one example, one of many instances where Jesus invited people to follow him. And there were those who literally followed him. I mean, there were fishermen who stopped fishing and went where Jesus went. There were religious leaders who stopped what they were doing found out where Jesus was going, and they followed him in many cases to oppose him and stop him. But there is a deeper meaning in these invitations. Personal, individual, life-changing meaning. Jesus was inviting people to believe in him, follow him in their manner of life, leave sin and come to God. Jesus was perfectly and divinely qualified to ask people to follow His lead, to become a part of His spiritual family and devote their whole hearts and lives to Him. And that brings me to the question of the hour. Do I belong to Jesus? See, Jesus has people. It is a healthy inquiry for me to say to myself, am I in that number? Do I belong to Jesus? Are you one of His people? I think we know this, but I will remind us and show us, Jesus has sheep. John 10 27 and 28, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus has chosen ones. It says in Ephesians 1 and verse 4, God chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. Jesus has people that He owns. In 1 Corinthians 9, 19 and 20, You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Make a correction there. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. And in Revelation 17, 14, there are those who are with Him. 
They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for He is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and those with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Now, reading this, the personal inquiry is important. Am I in this number? Are you? Let me expand on that. There are people with clear knowledge of the New Testament who believe Jesus is the Son of God. They come to a building every Sunday. They recognize and speak against the sin that is so apparent in the world. I'm talking about people who do good things, but then there is the remaining question, do you really belong to Jesus Christ? Coming to a building does not necessarily mean that you belong to Jesus Christ. Agreement with what the New Testament says does not automatically mean that you as an individual belong to Jesus Christ. Here's the way to frame the question. Does your identification with Him show up in your day-to-day behavior? Do you think like Jesus? Do you feel as He felt about things? Do you act and react as He would? Are you willing to say what He said and do what He said? Do you desire what He desired? Do you shun what He shunned? Do you pray like He prayed? Am I in this number? Am I in His flock and living under His care? Am I one of His chosen ones? Do I acknowledge His ownership? Am I among those called, chosen, and faithful? Do I belong to Jesus? Now, I want to turn this into specific, personal inquiries. And all of these inquiries I'm going to bring to our attention share a tight relationship. And I'll make that clear as we go through these inquiries. Number one, am I actually following Him? This passage in Mark 8, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up a part of that. Do I deny the rule of self and let Jesus occupy that throne? Do I take up the cross, willing to suffer as he suffered? Do I bring myself to the cross... And once there, do I follow Him day after day? In 1 Peter 2 and verse 12, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow His steps. Now when I read that, the inquiry is, am I really doing this? Following His steps. To follow His steps is to pattern my life after His perfect example and the instruction given by His apostles. By the way, 
When you follow Jesus, you're not the one leading. When you follow Jesus, you're not the one leading. He is the leader. He gives directions. He sets the course. We go where He says to go. We are ready and we are learning and we are followers. In John chapter 13. John chapter 13. I'm going to read verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. See, there is the following of the example or the pattern. Just as I loved you, you also are to love one another. Then he says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So, do I belong to Jesus? Sub-inquiry, sub-question, am I actually following Him? Next inquiry. If you are following Him now, there was a time when you made that decision. You didn't just gradually slip into it. There was a definitive time when you made the choice to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So the next inquiry is, have I been baptized into Him? Not every baptism people undergo is according to Scripture. If I want to ensure that I am following Jesus, that I really belong to Him, this is a necessary inquiry. Have I been baptized into Him according to what Scripture teaches? According to what Scripture teaches. When the gospel was preached after Jesus was raised from the dead and had ascended back to the Father, Peter and the apostles preached to people gathered in Jerusalem. The day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. They did not say, folks, since Jesus died for our sins, everything is okay now. You're good. You can go back home. Not anything else to do, just wait and go to heaven. No. Remember, Jesus called people to follow Him, to be in His flock, to be with Him. So, Peter spoke of the life and death of Christ on that great occasion in Acts 2. He spoke of it as fulfillment of God's plan based on God's grace and providing God's gift. And then he told the people to receive that gift if they wanted to be saved. He said, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. That is your individual definitive reception of the gift that God's grace offers based on the death of Christ. And that was urgent. When you read in Acts 2 and you continue to read in the book of Acts, it was urgent. Not an opinionated recommendation or something you might consider doing later after a while. 
The record says in Acts chapter 2, about 3,000 people obeyed that command to repent and be baptized, making clear and public their faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, please, in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Paul had been discussing the abundant, abounding grace of God that provides salvation based on the cross. And then he said in Romans 6, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were buried therefore with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism and then walking in newness of life. I recently heard a delightful story of a young man in North Texas who sat down with a gospel preacher week after week after week. They sat down together and opened the Bible and studied. They met once a week. And this young man explained to the gospel preacher that he had experienced a denominational sort of conversion. And then they opened the Bible and began to study. And the man continued to say, well, I was baptized. But it was a baptism that wasn't in keeping with what Scripture says. That baptism is a necessity for the remission of sins in reception of that gift of salvation. So they continued to study. And the preacher went through all the passages in the New Testament about baptism. And the young man said something like, finally, I couldn't deny it. The truth of Scripture was clear. If I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, here's the way I began. I'm going to be baptized into Christ. The question, do I belong to Jesus, cannot avoid this sub-question. Have I been baptized into Christ as taught in the New Testament? Baptism saves us because it is our response to the life and death of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. Now, I said to you, that these sub-questions, these inquiries are all related. Here's the third. Do I obey Him? Please open your Bible now to Mark chapter 3. We're going to go back to the Gospel of Mark, and this time we're going to be in chapter 3 of Mark. At the end of Mark chapter 3... There is this story, this narrative, things that happened among people. And this narrative makes it perfectly clear about obedience. And you cannot miss it. 
If you've never read this passage, if you've never read Mark, if you don't know much about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what we're going to read here is going to be immediately clear about one's attachment to Jesus Christ. I'm in Mark 3, and I'm going to start at verse 31. And his mother and his brothers came. Standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. They're trying to get Jesus' attention. And they're saying to Jesus, Your family's here. Jesus decided to make a point of this event. He answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, verse 35 now, For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. You get it, don't you? Immediately. Jesus has a family. His brothers, his sisters, and they're identified here. And it's not through a DNA test. It's through the obedience test. Jesus not only was born, lived, died for us to be saved from sin. Not only was he raised from the dead to take his place at the right hand of God. Through what he did... He gives us the opportunity and the invitation to be related to Him, to be in His family. And we accept that and we enter into relationship with Him through baptism and then we continue through daily obedience, walking in newness of life. Turn to 1 John. 1 John. Our question is, do you belong to Jesus? Do I belong to Jesus? I'm taking us to the first epistle of John. Similar to the text in Mark, if you know nothing about John, you don't have much of an idea about John's epistle, you'll get this. This is very clear simplicity. In 1 John chapter 2, and verse 3. And by this, we know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. Now add to that where our assembly started this morning with the reading. 1 John 5, 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. 
For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? If I love God sincerely, not just in word. If I really want out of sin, if I want to live right and go to heaven, this says to obey. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can repent and be baptized and obey Him and be a member of His family. He said one time in Luke 6, 46, Why call me Lord if you're not going to do what I say? Jesus, through His example and the instructions given by the apostles, teaches us about God, about sin, about life and choices, and about eternity. And in all of this, He calls on us to belong to Him, to be in His flock, in His family, chosen, called, faithful. He shows us how to love and how to worship and how to help people and reach people. He shows us how to avoid sin, how to treat Scripture, how to suffer and be patient, how to respond to criticism, how to love our enemies and raise our children with wisdom. But in all of this, we must be certain that we are His, that we belong to Him. Do you belong to Jesus today? Maybe you have wandered away <clears throat> from full commitment and you need to repent. Perhaps you've been baptized in some sort of religious ceremony, but not really according to Scripture. Do you belong to Jesus today? If we can be of any assistance to you, let that known. Come forward as we stand together to sing.